Hello and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Misty Vargas, and today we're going to talk about a very, you know, topic that is very uh, near to my heart. It is not about holistic medicine, but it could be because we can talk about how to approach this topic. But the topic is being kind to your veterinary um, technicians and your doctors, veterinarians. And the reason is, with the pandemic, we have seen um, fear dominate the airwaves and Fear is a negative energy, and this negative energy is permeating everywhere. And so I can see the heightened sense of um, the people are uh, stressed, uh, they're upset. The liver chi, which is the, the flow of chi, the liver is the holder of the flow of chi. There's a lot of liver chi stagnation in the people and in the um, animals too. And it is manifested as anger that's the emotion of the liver so because of the pandemic has has been so prolonged it's been two years of of a constant not knowing what's going to happen new variant and and the news and the promotion of this fear and and the promotion of this division in our country of like vaccinated versus unvaccinated and uh, mask versus non-mask. And I live in Florida, which is definitely very obvious that there is a big division of people, some people doing one thing, some people doing the other and attacking each other. So um, that is a very negative emotion. And of course, in our practice, we have seen uh, people get upset because they cannot get in today. The demand for care is everywhere. I'm not talking about Orchid Springs Animal Hospital, my, my practice, but everywhere is a, a, a demand that we've, it's been unprecedented. I've been practicing for over 27 years and I've never seen the demand that we've seen right now. Why? Because a lot of people are home now or work from home, lost their job, um, and they have more time to spend with their pets, and they have noticing a lot of things that they didn't notice before. Also, pets are discretionary income for many people. So they rather go on vacation or paint the house or do something else than spend it on doing a dental cleaning or the dog or doing the necessary vaccinations, or buying heartworm prevention and flea prevention. And so a lot of people, I'm not saying everybody, but there's a big segment of the pet-owning population that have been postponing things. Oh yeah, that mask that was diagnosed two years ago, now is an urgency, because now I have the money and I have the time to take care of the pet afterwards, so now I want to do it right now. Well, the problem is, is just as you thought, everybody else thought. And so everybody else is asking for more. And so most of the people um, do not realize that veterinarians were like essential employees. Through the pandemic, we worked. We never closed, at least in Orchid Springs, we never closed one day for the pandemic. We divided in groups. We uh, took precautions. We work under a lot of stressful situations thinking that if one goes down, everybody has to quarantine and the hospital will shut down. But by God's grace, that never happened. Um, we took our vitamins. We masked. We took our precautions, hand washing. 
we did curbside for a while and then we didn't and then we limited the people in the room so we did everything that we could and we continue to do everything that we can to keep ourselves safe so that we can continue to provide uh, care however um, when we are giving and giving and giving we're depleting our chi too um, so our chi is emotional um Emotions have a lot to do with the chi, right? So just the emotion of delivery is anger, emotion of the heart. You know, when you give, when you care, um, you know, the heart is joy and the opposite of joy is sadness. And so because veterinarians have such big hearts and we are so empathetic, the chronicity, you know, of this situation with the pandemic the situation where we can't help some pets or where we can help the pets, but the pet owners don't allow us to help the pets because either financial constraints or they just don't care. And so if when you care more than some of the pet owners, when you are constantly giving of yourself, then it comes to a point where you have to renew or replenish that chi or else you go empty. And the emotion of the heart, like I said, is joy but if you don't take care of it and it's unbalanced, then it's sadness. Guess what? Veterinary profession has over 20% more chances of having um, suicide than the general population. That's scary. And I'm not talking just veterinarians. Ve- veterinary technicians um, and veterinary receptionists are in that group. And so when you're mean to the receptionist because she couldn't get you in today, or when you're mean to the technician because, I don't know, it said something like you should have come earlier or something like that, um, and you're mad and and you um, berate them or d- try to uh, denigrate them or go caring all over them. And then when the doctor comes over and you're sweet as pie, you know, this, this takes a toll on them, on the morale of the team and uh, on everyone. So my plea not advice i'm just not giving advice i'm asking i'm i'm pleading with y'all to be kind to your vets your vet technicians your vet receptionists we are trying so hard to do the right thing we are trying to be there for your pets and so we just need a little bit of love back uh, i believe that love is way more powerful than fear love is uh, the divine language Love is why we um, are so in tune with our pets because they are a pure conduct of love. They have no judgment. They have none of the ego um, issues that we face. So they are the closest thing to God, God's um, creation, God's divine will. They are pure. They just love you. And because of that, we, we are so lucky as, as veterinarians to work in this field because we love animals and so it's we're, we're helping them it's just so fulfilling it's been a passion of mine since i can remember i think the first um concrete thought that i had about being a veterinarian was a seven years old and i remember being a black and white situation veterinarian or bust nothing else will satisfy me and i'm so happy and so lucky and honored that i um you know 27 years in this profession and I love it just as much as I loved it the first day that I 
started working as a veterinarian. But I can tell you that I'm a little tired um, and I'm a little sad just because, you know, I see the public turning, you know, from us being one of the most trusted professions, uh, more trusted than a physician, to now being berated and denigrated and being talked about in the social media and uh, just attacked from a lot of places and not being comprehended. You know, it's, it's a little sad. So I know I deviated from our mission of talking and trying to spread the TCVM um, awareness and love, but I feel like if we can all control our liberty, get that uh, time for ourselves to calm down, to breathe, inhale three times, you know, and before you go on somebody, you know, let's, let's see all the sides of the equation before we pass judgment. I think not only our relationship with our veterinarians, but our relationship with our neighbors and the whole community and the whole world will be improved. So I felt that this is a holistic message, so it kind of fits in. <laughs> so send me your thoughts. Um, about this topic, I'll be more than glad to discuss with you guys. And we have, we're on all platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and of course, um, you know, our website and pethealer.com. So thank you for your support. And I do feel your love with all your comments and your, your emails. Um, I will be more than glad to answer them. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and today we're talking about a very delicious topic, chocolate. But on the bad light of chocolate toxicosis, what can um, happen to your pet if they ingest chocolate? And of course, we're coming up in Valentine's and uh, I see it everywhere. Chocolates uh, are, you know, selling like hotcakes, literally. And uh, also, recently and personally, my dog, um, my daughter's dog, or my grand dog, I should say, Pluto, uh, did a, a little naughty thing. He um, stole a bar of chocolate, and we didn't realize that until the next day. Um, and of course, he was extremely ill. He woke, woke up extremely ill, and he ate a bar of dark chocolate, and he's about 50 pounds. And so when we come to uh, discuss about chocolate toxicosis, we have to understand that it is essential to know what kind of chocolate your pet ingested. Because it depends on how dark the chocolate, the more of the active ingredient, theobromine, that it has. And the active ingredient, um, theobromine, acts like caffeine, uh, also, caffeine is toxic for pets. Um, I drink coffee every day, but my dogs are not interested in coffee, right? They don't steal coffee bags. They don't try to get into your coffee cup. But chocolate, oh, yes, um, that is kept, like, very safe, especially after Pluto um, did his naughty adventure with the chocolate. Um, but the theobromine, it's going to affect many systems, especially gastrointestinal with vomiting and diarrhea. It could also affect the uh, urinary or u urologic tract with uh, excessive drinking, excessive peeing, 
Um, the main one that I'm affected, that I think it's affected, um, it's uh, nervous system. I mean, if your dog ingests a lot of theobromine or caffeine, either will cause the same symptoms. He can de- they can develop seizures or become into a comatose state. They also have a lot of uh, hyper excitability or nervousness right before a seizure. You know, some dogs react differently. And, of course, the n- muscle tremors. And sometimes that's the thing that alerts the owner that there's something wrong is that they start trembling, uh, have muscle tremors. And, of course, the dangerous situation that could cause death is the cardiovascular effects um, of uh, myocardial contractility and uh, that is increased. So their, their heart rate goes up, they get tachycardia, but also the muscle of the heart starts going like crazy. Just like the tremors on the outside muscles, the heart is made out of uh, muscle, uh, the same muscle. So it, it becomes sort of like, um, you know, uncontrolled contractility. And so that can cause a heart attack. And of course, uh, the elevated um, blood pressure could cause other issues and organ damage. So when we talk about chocolate toxicosis, we're talking about serious um, situation that that can be very serious or it may not because most chocolate out there has very little cacao very little theobromine and the cacao obviously is the, the chocolate part but what they sell for chocolate sometimes is really sugar and uh, other things like um, high fructose corn syrup sugar fillers and um, if they have uh, wheat um, you know, just like a carbohydrate base, then it is diluted. The effect is diluted. And I read somewhere that some of those candy bars from Mars, they have as little as 10% cacao in it. So that's a good news for the dogs, right? Um, so if they steal a, say, a Snickers bars, it's actually less dangerous than eating say, for example, a small piece of dark chocolate. Um, So the dark chocolate has sometimes uh, 85, 75, even up to 95% of the cacao, and that obviously is a concentrated um, theobromine that can cause very much harm. The worst one is the baking chocolate. So you know those baking chips or those um, powdered cacao where we make it we add the sugar to it and to to our mixes um you know for baking that is by far the most lethal one and so everything goes as a uh, the dose right the dose is the important thing in here dose per weight so as little as 20 milligrams of theobromine per kilogram per every two pounds will include some signs. Might be just the mild ones, like maybe agitation and maybe hyperactive, maybe a little vomiting or diarrhea. And the vomit and the diarrhea will smell like chocolate, my friend. Um, And then at 40 milligrams, let's double the minimum, at 40 milligrams per kilo, 40 milligrams every two pounds, they will have severe, more severe signs, like hypertension, like tachycardia, 
maybe an arrhythmia, if they have a pre-existing heart disease, um, that's when we get into the uh, situation where they could be badly affected, even die. And then at doses of over 60, 60 or over 60 milligrams per kilogram, that's when the neurological signs, that's when they get into a comatose phase or, or, or get the muscle tremors and twitching and the seizures. So that's the important thing. There is uh, something called the chocolate calculator, and you can Google chocolate calculator and multiple places have it. And you just put the weight of your pet and look in the back of the ingredient, the, the product that had the chocolate that they ingested, and then it can calculate, are you at a 20, 40, or 60, and what to expect. What happens if you see the dog ingesting, or if you find out within an hour or so, or less than two hours of the dog ingesting? Well, the sooner the action is taken, the better, because then that means that less chocolate is um, metabolized and um, absorbed. So, for example, in the case of Pluto, it was overnight, and he woke up sick, and then we th- we have to go looking at everything, what could he had uh, gotten into. And, of course, one of the symptoms with the vomiting, with the very aromatic uh, sweet smell, then we knew that, the, and, and the dark color, so we knew that he had gotten into chocolate. Ov- obviously, we looked at the chocolate bar that was missing, and some paper um, that was ripped up, and then we kind of like concluded what happened. Of course, after overnight, now we are on rescue mode. So I did um, fluids, um, I did blood work, and his liver and some were elevated um, a little bit, um, but basically supportive treatment. So I gave him a lot of fluids a day and something for the stomach and the acid in the stomach, and he did great. He did within 24 hours, he was right as rain. Now we had another case uh, yesterday, and that's why today I'm talking about chocolate toxicity because I feel the universe is telling me, talk about it. So if I can save one pet out there or give some peace of mind to one pet owner, then my job is done, right? So yesterday uh, we had this other pet, Dexter, um, who is a corgi, a small dog, right, in the uh, 20-pound range. And he ingested 18 pieces of Whitman's dark chocolate. And the dark chocolate did have two pieces of solid dark chocolate and 16 pieces that had different fillings, like peanuts or almonds or um, fillers with raspberry or cream. So those were less um, potent, but the two pieces of the solid dark chocolate that was over 70%, that was the concern. So, of course, luckily the owner had just gone out, left the the candy bars in the um, table. He did uh, some surfer count, uh, you know, surfing of the countertop and took um, the whole bag, ate the bag and all. And, of course, uh, she called us. She, She came back to the house, saw the destruction, and noticed that he had eaten she remembered the bag was new and she ate in four, comes with 22. So she actually was able to tell us exactly, brought the piece of the bag that she had. So we were able to determine that he had ingested over 60 milligrams per kilo dose, which was the worst part. And so we immediately induced vomiting. 
and uh, we use apomorphin and uh, there's other um, there are other drops that we use too um, that you put in the eye and they uh, provoke this uh, very very like projectile vomiting and of course he his vomit looked like pudding chocolate pudding and smelled delicious <laughs> so we collected about 14 uh, he went about 14 times and uh, we saw some solid pieces of chocolate some were not um, but at least we took the most of it so our goal with uh, reduction of the amount of theobromin that gets absorbed you know that's how you do the vomiting just to kind of like empty and make sure that uh, you're dealing with less um, because again it's dose dependent and so hopefully from 60 milligrams per kilo maybe we got it to a 20 he's doing great by the way Dexter is on the men um, but it was a rough night after vomiting all that we treated with uh, some um, anti-emetics and something to calm the acid in the stomach and you know uh, some fluids to uh, allow him to not eat anything the rest of the day so that he could purge through the system and of course the next day he had a little bit of diarrhea but he's fine so because thing comes in three threes number threes in in clinical practice all my veterinarian friends will agree with me i'm expecting the third one <laughs> before valentine's um but i wanted to uh allow all my um followers to know about chocolate toxicosis it can be deadly it doesn't necessarily it has to be um, it's dose dependent it depends on the product and you should provide as most um, as much information as you can to your veterinarian so that they can actually do that chocolate calculator you can google the chocolate calculator and get the information yourself that way you know if it needs to go to the emergency room or if it's something that, you know, will be a 24-hour, not feeling too good, tummy ache type of deal. Well, I hope you learned something today. I am a chocoholic, I admit it. So I think this is a very good topic for all of us that have a safe full of chocolate at home, just to guard it, make sure our pets, uh, they're very smart. They kind of outsmart us sometimes. So um, just be aware. Thank you and share with your friends. Uh, click the notification bell and so you can get a new episode every time we um, record one. Thank you and see you next time. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com, and uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Information about this episode came from my book, Alt-Vet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic, and soon to be an audiobook, so look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there. If you want some more information on integrative 
Pet Healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.